It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a done deal for the BYU football program. They've officially landed their transfer portal quarterback, and it's the name we've been mentioning all along. Gary Bohannon, the former USF and Baylor quarterback, will be a BYU Cougar. What does he offer to BYU football this year? And also, obviously, how does he factor into the QB Derby alongside a guy like Jake Retzloff? We're digging into that. And we're also catching up with BYU star guard Spencer Johnson as BYU basketball gets ready to take on Cincinnati in their Big 12 opener. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. For any of you who may be checking us out for the very first time, uh, we are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Uh, download the Game Time app today, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. All right, let's dive right in. Some good news, uh, as it were, uh, came yesterday as BYU officially, or I guess uh, Gary Bohannon officially, announced that he is committed to the BYU football program as a grad transfer coming to BYU by way of USF. Previous to his time with the Bulls there in Tampa, Florida, he was a star at uh, Baylor for the Bears, leading uh, Baylor to the 2021 Big 12 title and a berth in the 2021 Sugar Bowl. So uh, the one thing that I can say right right off the top about Gary Bohannon is it's been a long time coming. Any of you who, like I said, are everydayers or regular listeners of this podcast know that I've been mentioning Gary Bohannon's name for quite some time. And I, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I thought at some point earlier this week that things may have broken down and it wasn't going to come to fruition, but uh, he is officially in the fold and he'll be a member of the BYU football program. And I, for one, look forward to seeing what he can offer to BYU because of the one thing I have mentioned before about him is in my mind... He is a low-risk, potential high-reward type addition for the BYU football program, and let me explain why. Gary Bohannon has sat out the entire past season, the 2023 football season, at USF. He lost his uh, position after suffering a season-ending injury seven games into the 2022 campaign. He obviously faced off against BYU in that uh, season opener in 2022 when BYU pounded USF. But he uh, suffered a season-ending shoulder injury in the uh, seventh game of the 2022 season, sat out the rest of that year, and then after uh, uh, they had a young quarterback really emerge for USF this season, he didn't see the field at all for USF. So he went uh, looking for an opportunity to play at another program. And BYU, uh, going back two years now, uh, when he originally entered the transfer portal after leaving Baylor, following his losing the starting position to Blake Shapin, who, ironically enough, uh, just a couple of years later, is in the transfer portal himself. It's just crazy how things uh, seem to shake out in the college football universe these days. But nonetheless, BYU had interest in Gary Bohannon back in twenty in 2021, uh, going into the 2022 football season, but ultimately decided he was going to go to USF. So, 
What does he bring to BYU? Well, like I said, he has the resume. He has led a team, speaking of the Baylor Bears, to a Big 12 championship. He led them to a Sugar Bowl in that same season in 2021. It was his best season by far individually for him. That 2021 campaign, he ended up completing 62.9% of his passes for 2,200 yards, had 18 touchdowns against seven interceptions, and also added 323 rushing yards and nine rushing touchdowns. Uh, I think that he has the skill set that fits exactly what BYU wants in their offense. He is a six foot three, two hundred and twenty, two hundred twenty five pound uh, bowling ball of a quarterback who has a career number of one thousand rushing yards. According to ESPN, they have one thousand on the head as his rushing yardage for his entire career uh, playing at both Baylor and USF, and he's also tallied fifteen rushing touchdowns. All of us watched BYU's offense flounder without the running ability with a guy like Keaton Slovis in this offense. Now, Keaton did his absolute best. I'm not going to denigrate him any more uh, than what I just said because he did uh, win five games for BYU. But the lack of running ability from a quarterback hampered, severely hampered, BYU's offense. The coaching staff realized it and knew that, okay, when we go out into the portal, we have to find a true dual-threat quarterback who can run the football. When you get a guy who's got a 1,000 career rushing yards, an average of 5.4 yards per carry in his career, well, that is exactly what Gary Bohannon offers to BYU. For his career... uh, his two seasons, uh, most notably, of passing yardage. I mentioned the 2,200-yard campaign in 2021 for Baylor. And then in the seven games he was at uh, USF for, he uh, he played for, excuse me, 91 of 160, so 56.9% uh, completion percentage, 1,070 yards, six touchdowns against six interceptions. So the, the stats fell off, but I think the talent level from Baylor to USF was significant because, once again, we all watched what BYU did to USF in that 2021 campaign. So... I think BYU is betting on a resurgent senior, I guess it would be a grad senior year, for a guy like Gary Bohannon to come into BYU and do uh, what he can do. Does he ultimately win the starting job? That is TBD. I am fully expecting him to compete for the starting position. There's no reason he would have come to BYU had he not expected that he would at least compete for that starting job. I don't think he's been promised anything. I think Kalani Satake has made it very clear that BYU, when it comes to the transfer portal, they are not in the mold or mode of going out and promising guys you're going to be QB1 right from the get-go. And I would imagine that with this, Gary Bohannon has been promised, you can compete for the starting job, but you're not going to be handed it. You will have to win that job and beat a guy like Jake Retzloff in that QB derby if you want to be QB1 for BYU. Does Gary Bohannon have the chops to be a guy that can lead BYU? I think he can. He's got a career average of eight, uh, excuse me, he's got a career average of 7.3 yards per attempt for his career. He's got the ability to get the ball down the football field, and he's got to be able to show that consistent touch, especially when it comes to throwing the deep ball. All of us know that BYU's offense thrives on running to set up deep balls down the field that are those big chunk plays that Aaron Roderick loves to have as part of his offense. Uh, I Many of you who watched that 2021 game when BYU took on Baylor watched Gary Bohannon lead a very high-powered, and I, I would call it they had a really hard-nosed style uh, for Baylor that season that really yielded itself to what they did winning the Big 12 Conference that year. He went into the following spring ball going up against a star talent in Blake Shapin. Shapin won the job, and I got to give credit to Dave Aranda and his staff. They were very upfront with Gary Bohannon telling him, hey, we're going to go with the young guy here. We're opting to pick him as our QB1, and we're going to give you the opportunity before the transfer 
transfer portal period uh, ends to go out and find an option or options for yourself. And that's ultimately how he ended up at USF. So uh, you may think I'm trying to blow uh, smoke up your skirt and trying to pump up a guy that is not going to be the guy that you want him to be. And some of you are out. Trust me, the social media reaction, uh, a lot of y'all are out on Gary Bohannon. But I've got some sneaking suspicion. This is a kid who is hungry, who is uh, chomping at the bit to be able to play football once again. And he wants to come in and prove that he can be that quarterback that led Baylor to that 2021 Big 12 title. Yeah, the stats aren't gaudy. They aren't uh, outlandish. They're not 3,000 plus, 4,000 plus passing yards. I, I get all that. But I think that Aaron Roderick and his staff believe that this can be the type of player, speaking of Gary Bohannon, that can come in and elevate BYU's quarterback play and at least give them the the turnover averse uh, a quarterback. For his career, uh, Gary Bohannon's 26 to 13 touchdowns and interceptions. Uh, he is, like I guess, I got the 15 rushing uh, touchdowns for his career. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't see, uh, I guess my stats here don't have fumbles uh, on it. But nonetheless, he is a pretty turnover-averse quarterback. And oh, by the way, that 2021 season at Baylor, you know who his offensive coordinator was, right? Yeah, that would be the one, the only Jeff Grimes. So he has run this BYU offense that Aaron Roderick runs here at BYU. Jeff Grimes and Aaron Roderick built it at BYU. Jeff Grimes took it with him to Baylor. Aaron Roderick kept it rolling here in Provo. So I can assure you that Gary Bohannon's not going to come in here and be behind the eight ball in terms of having to catch up and learn this offense. He's already played in it, and I think that should give him an advantage to come in and compete right away as soon as spring ball. I am fully expecting him as a grad transfer to be enrolled in school when BYU starts school on Monday. He'll be going through off-season workouts, going uh, through spring camp and the like, and he'll be doing his best to win that quarterback job. I'm not going to say that he's going to win it outright from Jake Ratzloff because I can tell you that Jake Ratzloff, from everything that I have uh, seen and heard, he is fully intending to keep that starting position uh, his, obviously, after those four games he started down the stretch last season for BYU, but he knows that there's competition in the uh, form of Gary Bohannon. So, looking forward to this. Like I said, I'm not going to try and sell you a false bill of goods. It is a risky proposition to bring in a guy like Gary Bohannon, who hasn't played football in well over a year, suffered a season-ending shoulder injury that required surgery. Is there lingering damage in that shoulder? Is his throwing ability going to be the same as it was before the injury versus what he's going to be able to show at BYU here in 2024? All answers that we don't necessarily, sorry, all questions that we all don't have answers to at the current time. But Aaron Roderick has staked his his reputation and his job status, I guess I should say, on a guy like Gary Bohannon, and we'll see where where it ultimately lands. Now, one other guy to keep an eye on in terms of additions to the BYU quarterback room is a guy by the name of Trayson Bourget. I've uh, I've probably uh, mentioned his name in past years on this uh, podcast because he was a guy that BYU had recruited out of high school. He went to South Point Catholic down in the Arizona prep ranks. Uh, went ultimately signed with Western Michigan. Did start, I believe, six games this past year for the Broncos, and he entered the transfer portal looking for a new opportunity. And as I understand it, that he will be walking on to join BYU. I'm not saying that he is going to enter the mix and be a challenger to start right away for BYU, but to have a walk-on who's already got six games of FBS starting experience, that's a pretty solid thing to have in your back pocket if you're BYU. And the other thing about this is you add the likes of Gary Bohannon if Trayson Bourget ultimately works out and does end up walking on with BYU, you got a very, 
very stacked quarterback room. You have got Jake Retzloff. You've got Ryder Burton. You've got Cade Fennigan. You've got uh, Cole Hagen in there. You've got uh, Noah Lugo coming in, who's enrolling the same time as Gary Bohannon. And I, what I expect is Trayson Bourget will also be enrolling at the same time. That is going to be a ton of quarterbacks. I'm probably forgetting one or two. Who else am I for? Oh, I'm also forgetting Nick Billups. Wow. Uh, I forgot about Nick Billups in that mix. Think of how many quarterbacks are going to be going through spring camp for BYU. I would imagine, I don't know this for sure, I'm not reporting this, I imagine there will be some attrition. A guy or two may ultimately after spring ball decide, you know what, I'm not in the mix here. I'm going to go look elsewhere in that second transfer portal period, and you wish them well. But uh, there is a lot of quarterbacks in that quarterback room. And I, I, I for one, do not envy a guy like Aaron Roderick and or Andrew, uh, not Andrew Mitchell, um, Matt Mitchell, uh, the the assistant quarterbacks coach, I do not envy them trying to split up reps uh, in spring camp because there are far too little reps versus how many guys are in that quarterback room. And what are you going to do? You're going to say, okay, you, you uh, Gary, and you, Jake, are going to get the lion's share of the reps and we'll divvy up the rest of them to the other guys. It just doesn't seem like a, a fair proposition, but we'll see ultimately where things land. And I once again, I will acknowledge it's a pretty gutsy move to bring in a guy that has not played in over a year and Gary Bohannon and uh, ostensibly he ends up uh, potentially being your QB1 in 2024 but uh, I guess the one other thing I'll add to this is we saw BYU come just very very close to getting a sixth win in 2023 uh, with an offensive line that had issues a running game that was awful frankly for most of the year if you get those two things to improve who's to say that Gary Bohannon won't be enough to get BYU to a sixth win or potentially a seventh win. That is all stuff that will have to be answered in coming days and months and will ultimately uh, shake out where things stand after uh, BYU gets their uh, winter roster together and whatever other transfer portal additions may join the uh, program. Those can come at any time like this one with Gary Bohannon. There's a lot to break down and we'll continue to uh, track it all for you right here. On Locked On Cougars. All right, uh, we got to get to some other topics here on today's show. We got to talk some BYU basketball. Uh, they open Big 12 play tomorrow against the Cincinnati Bearcats. What is Mark Pope's squad going up against when they take on West Miller's side? Well, we'll talk about that next, right here on Locked On Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Of course, the NFL regular season is wrapping up this weekend, my friend, but there's still time uh, to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets win or lose. Simple as that, everybody. The app is super easy to use, and there are many ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, which you can kind of look around and say, oh, I like that bet, and take it. You also can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and compete against other people out there in the betting sphere. The best part is they also got simple uh, bets as well. Spreads, player props, uh, over-unders, money line, they've got it all for you guys at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup today, once again, that's all courtesy of your friends at FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. Learn and Earn, the UCCU mobile banking app is paying your entire family to learn about money. Obviously, we all want to be smarter when it comes to our money, and I have taken on a New Year's resolution this year to be uh, smarter when it comes to my finances and learning about money, so I am using the Learn and Earn feature inside the UCCU mobile banking app. I have been a UCCU member since I was eight years old, folks. I have been with them for decades. It's a great institution. They want to help you guys out. The best part is they break down these financial topics into fun by 
bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a member of the family completes a topic, you earn points that accrue and you'll be redeemed for gift cards to places like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. The best part is there's age-appropriate content for every member of the family. All can learn uh, at the same time, track your progress on leaderboards, and it's also available inside the UCCU mobile banking app, making it as simple as uh, playing it anytime, anywhere. And of course, the more you play, the more you learn, the more you learn, the more you earn. It's all courtesy of Utah Community Credit Union and their award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have uh, have fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy, once again, of your friends at UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I want to remind you guys that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked, sport, Locked On Sports Today excuse me, is here for you 24-7 coming to the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel right now. Now, all right, uh, big thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day, everybody. Uh, and obviously, tomorrow, BYU basketball opens Big 12 play against the Cincinnati Bearcats. This is a big, big game for BYU simply because it is the first ever Big 12 game for BYU in basketball. And the nice part is, unlike football, where BYU opened on the road at Kansas, I was lucky enough to go there, uh, this will be at home, and I will be there as well inside the Marriott Center Saturday night. I'm expecting 18,897 of you to be joined. Joining me there inside the Marriott Center, I'm expecting a pretty raucous atmosphere as BYU kicks off Big 12 play. Now, is this going to be an easy game? Well, according to ESPN's like FPI or is it the BPI Basketball Percentages Index, BYU is supposed to win pretty handily in this game. But I think it's going to be a little tighter than ESPN is predicting it to be. The one thing I know about Cincinnati, and they're similar to BYU, is they are an elite rebounding squad. Some of you may know the name Aziz Bandango. Uh, played for UVU last year. He's a true seven-footer, an absolute terror on the boards. He is suited up now uh, for the Cincinnati Bearcats, but he's not alone in terms of that front court. They have uh, Victor Locken, who is their leading scorer, who stands 6'11", uh, 240 pounds. They've also got guys on the roster, including Jamil Reynolds, 6'11", 275 pounds. Uh, Sage Tolentino, who's just a freshman, so I'm uh, expecting not to see him as much. 7'1", 240 pounds. Wes Miller, the Cincinnati uh, coach, has made an emphasis on having a huge roster in terms of like just height and wingspan. He's got guards who are six foot seven this is a big big Cincinnati squad and it's going to be an issue for BYU think to defend how big uh, Cincinnati is as I mentioned Victor Locken is their leading scorer at 13.6 points per game he's averaging 8.5 rebounds the aforementioned Aziz Bandango uh, he is averaging 9.2 points per game along with a healthy nine rebounds uh, per game as well so it's going to be incumbent upon BYU in this game to rebound at a high level the hope is that uh, Fusini Traore will be able to go uh, Mark Pope kept him and Han at media availability that I was in attendance at on Thursday. Saying they they want him at full speed, and he uh, told my radio show DJ and PK on the KSL Sports Zone uh, that uh, he's not, he's been a little hesitant in terms of playing full court right now. So that leads me to think that it's like questionable for a guy like uh, uh, Fuseni Traore to play in this game, which is going to make it doubly important for guys like Atiki Ali Atiki and Ali Khalifa to be very very smart in terms of avoiding foul trouble in this game. You can rest assured that Cincinnati 
Cincinnati is going to absolutely try and pound it on the inside and punish BYU on the boards and obviously just at the rim, as they should. They absolutely should be doing that. BYU's best counter is, yes, attack the rim when capable. Obviously, have a guy like Ali Khalifa and his ability to find guys who are cutting to the basket, making it easy for them to get buckets. That's great. But BYU's got to have another great shooting performance. And BYU's been very, very reliable at home this season. They're 12-0 at home, undefeated at home, and they've shot the three at a pretty high clip all season long to this point. Can't have that fall by the wayside in this game because it's going to be, I think, a game that I would imagine that you're going to have Cincinnati coming in here thinking, okay, we're going to go at BYU and uh, try and get after them. The one thing about Cincinnati as well is they don't necessarily shoot at an extremely high level. They're, as a team, averaging 45.7 point, uh, 45.7% uh, from the field, just 35.1% from three. So this is not an elite shooting squad for Cincinnati, but they will bludgeon you. That's the one thing I, I know about them is they were going to come after BYU, and I'm looking forward to this. It's a great opportunity uh, to get uh, BYU into Big 12 play before they go out on the road next week, and it would be nice to see BYU get to 1-0, and and I'm expecting BYU to do it. Oh, I actually thought I get discounted BYU's chances according to ESPN Analytics. A matchup predictor has BYU 82.5% uh, as the favorite in this game. Uh, crazy to me because I thought it would be a little closer than that, but this is a BYU team who is averaging 90 points uh, for the year, uh, an average against of 61.5. That uh, disparity has got them among the nation's elite. They're so highly ranked in Ken Palm. They're ranked 12th in the country in the AP poll. There's a lot of good things going for BYU basketball right now. The one thing you need to avoid if you're Mark Pope's squad is you just got to avoid uh, foul trouble and uh, having an off shooting night. But those are two things that in many respects, it all kind of depends on who the officials are in that game and how tight they're going to call it and how... Uh, how locked in are the guys? But what I know about this BYU basketball team is they are a team that doesn't rely on just one guy. Obviously, you have guys like Jackson Robinson who are starting to garner uh, NBA draft hype. I think Jonathan Javoni from ESPN and Draft Express has him as the 38th best prospect in this year's NBA draft. Okay, great. But the nice part is a guy like Jackson Robinson is not an every night leading scorer for BYU. We've had multiple games with guys across the roster who have let BYU in scoring. And it's that unselfishness, that selflessness, I guess I should say, about this BYU basketball team that I think is going to be one of their chief strengths as they go into this matchup against Cincinnati and go into Big 12 play overall. I've said my expectation for BYU is to go 500 in Big 12 play over these next two months. So that'll be nine and nine across these 18 games. It's going to be an it's going to be a war of attrition in many respects for BYU. They got to avoid foul trouble. They got to continue to shoot the three at a high clip. They got to avoid injury as well. And We'll see how it goes, but get to 1-0 tomorrow, get off to a good start, and uh, have that in your back pocket as you head to uh, Baylor on Tuesday. Pretty quick turnaround, especially considering BYU does not practice or meet on Sundays, but this is what they signed up for, and it's real, folks. It is officially here, and I am looking forward to it. I'm going to finish out today's show uh, with a couple of notes on other teams uh, in action for BYU, but we'll also get to an interview I did uh, during media availability one-on-one with Spencer Johnson. It's his final run in a BYU uniform. Uh, He's going to only get this one chance to play a Big 12 schedule. I'll just say this. I'll tease ahead. He is very excited to be a part of it, and we'll talk with him coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. All of us want to have tickets to the events we want to go to, and it'd be 
just so aggravating when you have a bad experience with a, a ticket broker out there that you're trying to get tickets from. That's where Game Time steps in, my friends. You shouldn't have to worry about that when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They want to make it as simple as possible and help you have an, a positive experience as well. The best part is uh, Game Time is inside an app. The tickets reside there as soon as you buy them. Two taps, you buy the tickets, you're done. You're off to the event. You pull them up on the app. They scan them. You're into the venue and off you go. It's as simple as that, everybody. The best part about it is they have a ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see all in prices so you know exactly what you're paying. There's no those hidden fees that seem to pop up from everybody else out there in the ticket world. They are just making it very straightforward. Once again, two taps, tickets are bought and you're off to the event and go and enjoy the time rather than having that aggravation of having to worry about uh, what you're doing. So download the Game Time app today, my friends. Create an account and use the promo code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. It's a Friday, folks. Bear with me, but uh, nonetheless, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, please join us on the subtext community if you have not done so already. It's a way to directly uh, communicate with me via text messages that come directly to your phone. I'm passing along insider information that I'm getting uh, up to the minute. As soon as I get it, I'm passing it along to our subtext community. Uh, we're 50-plus strong at this point point. have plans to get into the hundreds in the relatively near future. Free 14-day trial then 499 a month after that if you want to be a part of that and obviously have direct access to myself and uh, it's been really fun it's been a great way to interact and have uh, interaction on the show as well uh, so a big thank you to all of you and some of you have asked hey Jake why did you stop giving away tickets well I decided you know what I'm taking the tickets off the market and rewarding our subtext uh, community so uh, if you're on the subtext community you have a chance to win the tickets we have uh, for BYU basketball games and uh, and the like so uh, I would encourage you to sign up today once again a free 14 day trial. You can sign up. Uh, just click the link in the show notes uh, below this, whether it's on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast and join us today. It's been a really, really fun run over the past month plus that we have been doing it. All right. Uh, before we go here on today's show, obviously a big weekend ahead uh, once again with BYU basketball opening up Big 12 play and looking forward to that. Uh, it's going to be huge to see that. The ninth ranked BYU men's volleyball program. They host uh, Ball State in back-to-back matches tonight and tomorrow night inside the Smith Fieldhouse. You have women's gym Gymnastics taking on Oregon State uh, down in Las Vegas at the Orleans Arena. Uh, women's basketball is uh, taking on Iowa State tomorrow afternoon in the Marriott Center. If you're looking for something to do, uh, do a double header at 4 o'clock a tip uh, between the Cyclones and the Cougars in that one. That will also be on BYU Radio 107.9 FM and Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. So uh, big opportunities for BYU and BYU men's basketball once again tips off 8 o'clock on ESPN2. Uh, looking forward to that matchup. And I can tell you that Spencer Johnson's 
was looking forward to it as well. Had a great opportunity to sit down with him uh, during BYU media availability yesterday. Without further ado, we'll wrap up today's show with a one-on-one with Spencer Johnson. Big 12 play is here. We've been talking about this for two years now, getting ready for this, but how cool is it to feel like, hey, it's, it's here and it's ready to roll? Oh, it's awesome. I mean, you know, <clears throat> you flip on the TV and it's usually a Big 12 team, mm-hmm. primetime games. Yeah. Um, every conference game is like, you know, really good team, really high-level athletes. They can shoot, they can score, they can rebound. So super exciting to be here. Excited to, to you know, see where we're at compared to all these other teams and, and get after it. We have a, like where you guys are at. You're 12 and one. You're ranked 12th in the country. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel the non-conference slate went? I feel like it went really well. You know, we, we. I feel like we found who we were, um, our strengths, our weaknesses. You know, things that we need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, so excited to to put those, you know things to the test against really good teams and and uh, just keep getting better. You talk about watching those teams in prime time. How excited are you to play the likes of Baylor down there in Waco, going to Fog Allen of Kansas, yeah. et cetera? Super excited. Um, <clears throat> you know, as a little kid growing up, you dream like, oh, I want to play against the best. And yeah. these teams, you know, consistently year after year after year have, have been the best. They've been the top team. So um, it's going to be super fun to get in there and, and, you know, just get to work on them. Obviously, Cincinnati is your first game. Uh, what do you expect from the Bearcats? I know that Aziz, Aziz Bendego from uh, UVU is on mm-hmm. that roster. We'll see if he's able to play. But what do you know about the Bearcats? Um, I know they're big. They rebound really well. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a couple really good shooters. So <clears throat> it'll be a fun challenge for us, fun challenge to, to try to you know, out-rebound them and control them on the glass as well as you know, get out in transition and, and just do what we do. Well, you guys are a pretty good rebounding team in your own right, especially yeah. on the offensive glass. Is that just an emphasis you guys have had all season long? Yeah, it is. You know, we um, we have these certain goals that we try to hit every game, and, and one of those goals is like, hey, we want to get up, you know, X amount of three-pointers, and we're going to shoot the ball. You know, we're going to work really hard to get to get really good shots, and we're going to shoot it confidently. And even if we miss, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to go get the offensive rebound. Okay. And that's been a huge... Um, you call it a secret sauce, but it's not really a secret, right? <laughs> to just our success. So is, is part of that is just the idea of getting extra possessions. Yeah. I, I cover a lot of NBA hoops in my job, and mm-hmm. they talk all the time about getting extra possessions because that, that can be a killer. Totally. Honestly. Totally. Yeah, I mean, you look at several games we've had this season where it's like, oh, we're up, you know, 10, 12 points, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we go on a run, and we're mm-hmm. up 25. Yeah. It's because we get a couple offensive rebounds, we kick it out. We're out in transition, and it's just, it just crushes people. What about the, this year's team? It seems like they're very unselfish. Mm-hmm. Is, was that something that you guys put together, I guess, on your trip overseas? Was it just a lesson you guys learned from last season? What, what caused that? Yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of time spent together in the offseason. Like, you know, we had um, a bunch of weeks leading up to our, our foreign trip over to Italy, mm-hmm. um, which really helped us out. We were able to play over there, some really good teams. Like, we played the best team in Croatia, yeah. you know, a bunch of mm-hmm. like pros, grown men. And, and so it was really good to just like see where we were at. Um, again, see, you know, some things we needed to improve on. And, and like I said, one of our emphasis was like, hey, we work hard to get good shots for each other. And that's been just huge for us. Like, you know, we're happy for each other. Don't really care who, who scores 20. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, we won by 30 and, 
and we're happy. I want to ask about two of your teammates real quick. Obviously, uh, Ali's been mm -hmm. a sensation. Yeah. They called him the Egyptian magician for a reason. Yeah. We had Coach Pope on the radio station. He said that he ruined his assist-to-turnover ratio with an 8-to-1 ratio. How good has he been in your mind? Oh, it's just unbelievable. It's like, it's what I imagine playing with Jokic would feel like. He's okay, fair enough. Just, yeah. uh, just the way he sees the floor. Like, he, you know, he's seven foot, so he can mm -hmm. see these angles that, that normal people can't mm -hmm. really see. And just the way he delivers the ball in the right spot sets you up for such easy baskets. And he makes it look really easy. So, I guess you watch film and you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, that was a, a good pass. But, like, you don't realize how hard some of these passes are. Yeah. And just like the angles that he sees them at, and it's 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 so fun to play with. I also wanted to ask you about Jackson Robinson. He's yeah. getting some NBA draft buzz. He's just a very smooth operator, the way I kind yeah. of perceive him to be. But what have you made of him and the kind of leap he's taken this year? Totally, yeah, well deserved. I mean, he he works super hard this off season, consistently, just putting up tons of shots mm -hmm. um, after practice, before practice really working you know on his offensive game his defensive game has, has been a big focus for him and he's just taking a big step so super proud of him and, and well deserved where have you taken the biggest step as a player um you know a big step for me i i think something i've been really really focused on and really working on was just my overall communication in okay. terms of like leadership where coming in as a senior and, and one of the older guys on this team is just like Hey Spence, this is your last year. Mm -hmm. This is like, you know, this is your team. You've been here. You know how it works. We need you to have a voice. We need you to, to be a leader for these guys. And, and that's something I really tried to take a step in and take ownership of. Last thing for me, not to look too far ahead, but what is what's next for you? Because this is your final run. Like, yeah. what, what what is next for me personally? Yeah, yeah pro ball. Like, what do we? <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. Okay. I mean, we'll see how this this uh, Big Twelve conference goes. But you know, hopefully, we'll have some really good opportunity and. Uh, we were talking before this, but I served uh, my mission in Italy. Yeah. Um, so I spent a couple of years over in Europe, and and if I had the opportunity to go back there, it definitely uh, would be pretty cool. Well, Eric Mika and Jonathan Tavernari can help you out in that respect. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Spencer, thanks for the time. Thank you. There you go, Spencer Johnson, BYU star, a senior guard. It's crazy to think that this is his final run in a BYU uniform, but he has been like that steady Eddie, a player for BYU. When they need a big bucket, they seem to toss it to Spencer. He's able to find his way to the hoop and, and get a big bucket. He's been shooting the three at a pretty high clip. I really appreciate what Spencer Johnson is doing for this BYU uh, basketball program. And the hope is that, as he mentioned, that uh, going forward he'll get an opportunity to play professionally, whether that's overseas or elsewhere, that he gets that opportunity opportunity to go and continue to have his uh, playing career uh, become his career for a time and we'll see how things ultimately shake out but uh, I have been appreciative of the way that Spencer has kind of conducted himself at BYU he's become a, essentially a team spokesman at times uh, when other players aren't necessarily as keen to talk to the media think back to last season when they had some of their struggles one of their worst seasons in recent memory it seemed like Spencer Johnson was speaking all the time uh, during that but uh, I really appreciate the way that he conducts himself and I look forward to seeing what BYU is capable of doing in this game against Cincinnati. I'm expecting a win for BYU. I'm expecting a pretty handy win. I think like 10 points would be the margin I would imagine for the Cougars, but uh, we'll be out there. And the plan is uh, with Big 12 play, I guess I can lift the lid on this as well. We plan to uh, get back to doing our postcast editions of the podcast. These are Big 12 games. They're huge. They have implications, obviously, for BYU. Uh, 
every single one of them. So the goal is to have a postcast edition of the podcast. It's a shortened version for those of you who are maybe unaware of how we operate with those. Uh, listener feedback and the like on the games themselves. So win, lose, or I guess we don't have draws anymore in, in, in college basketball, but uh, we'll uh, have coverage for you guys. I want to encourage you guys to be a part of it uh, starting tomorrow night uh, after BYU takes on Cincinnati. It'll probably go up uh, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, uh, but stay tuned for that and look for that over the weekend. And obviously, coming back on Monday, uh, BYU football has officially uh, begun school, so we'll have plenty of coverage on uh, potential other transfer portal additions to announce over the weekend. If there's ones that break, I'll probably do a YouTube short like I did uh, right after the news of Gary Bohannon broke yesterday. Uh, to catch up on that and obviously have a full recap of the, uh, whatever happens over the weekend on our Monday edition of the podcast. So as always, thank you once again for making it uh, Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. And uh, uh, truthfully, I, I say this all the time. It can sound like I'm just saying it to say it, but I really do appreciate all of you who are everydayers with us here on the podcast as well. So until uh, next time, whether that's on postcast or on Monday, whenever that is, thank you once again for being a part of the Locked On Cougars podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.